Hi, welcome to Math Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Musings. Today's date is Friday, March 17th, 2023. Yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. We're going to be talking about that a little bit today. I should mention, though, that it is also Season 3, Episode 11, if you're following along at home with the numbers of the episodes. Not nearly as cool as last week's 310, being Season 3, Episode 10. But uh, still a cool number, 311, of course, and then it's, yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day, and when your name is Michael O'Connell, I mean, that's, that's like one stop short of, you know, Darby O'Gill. When you, when you have my name, yeah, you make a big deal about St. Patrick's Day, or you pretend to, anyway. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show for this St. Patrick's Day, a holiday on a Friday. That's always fun. One question I enjoy asking my students on days like this, it's like, what's the best holiday? Now catch this, holiday that you don't get off from school. There's only so many, and like St. Patrick's Day for me is, is probably the most fun one. And then the question is, well, what do you really count as a holiday? And, um, kids usually mention Halloween, although the last few years we've had Halloween off from school. I, I swear they're, they're doing that on purpose so that we don't have Halloween on school. But anyway, uh, St. Patrick's Day is a good one. When I show up at school today, the question is going to be, oh, Mr. O'Connell, why aren't you wearing green? Why aren't you wearing Because I won't be. Last, last Friday was green. We were supposed to wear green for something at, at school. I brought out the Binghamton sweater today. No, 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 no. Say, green is for amateurs. No, no, you, you bring out the Aaron sweater today. That's the, 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 they're usually white, like ivory colored cable knit sweaters. The, the traditional Irish sweater, yeah, green's parameters. So, um, as I say, uh, when your name's Michael O'Connell, yeah, you take this seriously. Many fond memories of St. Patrick's Day uh, growing up, and including ones as an adult. I mean, I think my favorite one was 2014. I mentioned, um, uh, either last week's show or the week before that it was I mean, my son's birthday is, is March 5th and without going into too much detail uh, when my wife and I were discussing ha- having a child uh, one thing she made patently clear to me was that she did not want a baby born in winter because she's fearing that you know drive to the hospital through a snowstorm or like we can't get to the hospital because there's a snowstorm so we figure, no, March, that's, yeah, that's spring. Yeah. So in 2014, if you remember, on March 3rd, 2014, there was a huge snowstorm, like wake up and eight inches of snow on the ground. And I live in Virginia, by the way. It never snows here, except, uh, you know, a couple of days before my wife is due to give birth. Now, in classic... Uh, mid-Atlantic fashion, uh, the snow melted, and like by by the next day, we're we're driving around fine. And it was that night, actually, you know, Tuesday night, which you know crosses over. My son's actually born on a Wednesday, but the Tuesday night drove to the hospital. Yeah, there's a lot of snow like on the sides of the roads, but I wasn't literally driving through a snowstorm. So my son is born, and you you figure, okay, now it's spring, right? 
two weeks later, well, a week and a half later, St. Patrick's Day, this was once again a Monday, and it was my first day back to work. Giant snowstorm. Like, this was even worth like 10 inches of snow coming down on uh, on that Monday, St. Patrick's Day, 2014. Just when you thought snow was over. And then, like, the next few years after that, it was... Like, there always seemed to be snow around my son's birthday, like, thinking that my son was born in spring. But anyway, after that huge snowstorm on St. Patrick's Day 2014, showing that you're never really out of the woods yet on winter, when it keeps lingering later and later every year, uh, it was the next night was uh, my son's, let's call it like his first party. And it was a Tuesday night watching the, the Dayton games, the first four games, of the NCAA tournament, uh, my in-laws brought over pizza, and uh, from Costco, no doubt. <laughs> and uh, we had we had a little get together. It was like my son's first party. Like we were finally, you know, two weeks in, ready to accept visitors. And we watched college basketball and had pizza. And it was the, the day after St. Patrick's Day, technically. But that has been a theme of my entire life so far celebrating st patrick's day not really on st patrick's day well what do you mean mike well if you're from binghamton you know exactly what i mean uh we celebrate st patrick's day on the first saturday in march you maybe think to yourself well that sounds like a terrible idea no actually it's a pretty genius idea um, it's, it's always the first Saturday in March. It's uh, run by the Ancient Order of Hibernians, uh, Binghamton chapter, starting in, they say, 1967. I wasn't around for this one. My dad might have been marching in that one. My dad was a Hibernian and got me involved in it too. And, and I was, quote unquote, marching uh, from, well, let's see, it would have been 1983, I guess, would have been my first one, pushing it, pushed in a stroller. And then from the time I could walk, I was marching into things. St. Patrick's Day parade in Binghamton, always a couple weeks before the real St. Patrick's Day. Because you want to get a jump on it. And like the good bands that play in either New York City or Boston, and the huge ones on St. Patrick's Day itself, need a little practice, you know, a little little tune-up. And they do that in, you know, some podunk upstate town like I don't know, Binghamton, and that's where uh, that's where you practice. You know, you get a few reps in before before the big boys parade. So, actually, a pretty genius idea that the folks in Binghamton had, and this is over 50 years now they've been doing it, and I've been involved in a lot of these things, including, including I think, the most famous Binghamton, we just call it Parade Day, you know, it's not St. Patrick's Day, it's Parade Day. The uh, the biggest one of these was in 2000. So this is March 2000. The uh, former uh, baseball man and Texas governor, uh, George W. Bush, marched in our parade. That's right. George W. Bush, as he's running for president, came to Binghamton because this was the Saturday before the New York primary. And I, I think a number of other states were having their primary too, but New York was like the big one. And it was... Uh, the following Tuesday, George W. Bush waving to the crowds for a you know, St. Patrick's Day parade on a few days before the primary. Funny thing is, I, I never actually saw him that day. He was behind us in the parade 
because I, we used to do the whole thing. It was, you know, if, if you're in the club, you're, you're doing the, the pancake breakfast, then you have a church service, and then you go out and do the parade, and then there's an after party at uh, the local Catholic high school. And uh, so I, I never actually met Bush that day. He was marching behind me in the parade because we're the organizers of the thing. Um, you know, we get to march in the front. Politicians, we make them walk in the back. And that, that's another thing. It would, it's, uh, it's embarrassing how politicians love to glad hand through these things. But me talking uh, politics, that's a story for another day. They're like, that's not what I do anymore. I just make fun of such things and then move on and talk about other things that are much more interesting. So I will mention one bit of uh, political science, actually. That uh, So in March of 2000, I technically was, well, no, I, I was only 17 years old. I, you know, 17.6 or whatever I was at the time. And uh, was able to vote in the New York primary, though. That aforementioned New York primary, I was allowed to vote. Why? because I was turning 18 that year. So by the time November rolled around, I would be 18 and therefore eligible to vote. There's a little wrinkle in the system. Like, well, how can you vote as a 17-year-old? Well, if you, you can if you're going to turn 18 between the primary and the, uh, the general election. As I recall, I... Uh, I did, I did not vote for the, the person that I didn't meet. Um, I was, uh, I was enamored as, as most kids were of, uh, of John McCain in those days. John McCain seemed like the, the cool character in those days because he was kind of like the anti-party guy. Strange, he, he became more party-affiliated um, later and then kind of ran a lost cause. But... You could say that of all the presidential candidates, here's the takeaway, of all the presidential candidates who ever marched in the Binghamton St. Patrick's Day Parade, I mean, we were one for one. <laughs> as far as I know, we're 100%. Um, an another funny detail is that I, I never played, for all the years I played music, and I played in so many parades with the Dixieland Band, I never played in that Binghamton Parade. We always did Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and now everyone knows it from the office had a big St. Patrick's Day parade, and, and the big thing was, that, oh, they were on TV, to which I said, well, I'm already on TV, but I'll take some more TV exposure, sure. Never did the Binghamton one, because honestly, it's uh, it's scary if, you, if you're in the back of the parade, and it, it, uh, it gets sloppy, and I, I don't know if I just didn't realize it when I was a kid, that, um, well... There's a lot of people in imbibing in the, the in the morning of the thing. Now the parade kicks off about one o'clock or one thirty or so. But then there have people who are already uh, in a state that you you know you wouldn't want either your parents or your children to see. And it's uh, in, when I was in my twenties, I I kind of owned it a little bit. Now I'm embarrassed by it now. And like my Binghamton brethren, like. People who still, like when you're in your 20s, it's one thing. You know, people brag about how much they drink. This is, this is your PSA for today. If, if Just being sloppy is never cool. Like, yes, if you're, if you're of age and you're doing it in a safe environment, you can have an adult beverage. That's fine. But being sloppy is never cool. That's your hot take for today.
and I think people in their 20s, that, uh, that was like the, the heyday for my parade experience, like people drag, brag about how much they're drinking. If you're still doing that when you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s and it's like, somebody's dad needs to go home, like it's it's one of those. It's If you're, let's say this, if you're on the, the north side of 30, I'm way past that now. Also, I haven't been in Binghamton on a parade day in, in at least a dozen years. If you're still bragging about how much you're putting away, you either you either have a problem uh, or you're just you're you're trying too hard. You know, you're you're trying too hard to be cool. You're like the geeky kid in high school who's like just trying too hard to be cool. It's like no, or or as I said, you really do have a problem, or you're trying to hide a problem, or you're trying to show off too much, because yeah, being sloppy is never cool. And the Binghamton Parade Day event often becomes that um and it's yeah i i used to kind of laugh it off but now it's no and at least probably the last one i went to was uh well my my father died in 2007 he was one of the organizers of the thing every year and um well without him it wasn't it wasn't as fun anymore so it's probably been at least that since I've really been involved in a parade day. Maybe they've cleaned it up a little bit. And um, maybe it always was like this. My memory just you know, glossed it over when I was a kid. But it seemed to me it, it, got, it got worse just at the, at the wrong time for me. Maybe it's better now. But a pretty slick idea to have the St. Patrick's Day celebration not on St. Patrick's Day to get, you know, the good bands and the good mummers and the fifes and drummers coming to your town. And, I don't know, maybe a presidential candidate or two, or at least one, was 100% on the victories. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed this unusual St. Patrick's Day celebration. It's always, it's a good time of year. You know, it's like, it's spring, and it's St. Patrick's Day, and it's March Madness. And uh, I'm going to be talking about that uh, next week and I think the week after, too, because it's, it's that time of year, regaling a few tales. And uh, I mentioned the name, Brett Musburger, a, a couple weeks ago. It was mentioned to me that, like, you know, it was Musburger who came up with the term March Madness? Man, to say you're that guy, that's good. That's good. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Uh, For more math and for more musings, well, you can head to MikeOConnellJr.com.